Hello again. It was lovely to see you, Pauline, in your flesh form. We saw each other in person and spent like 36 hours together and we didn't have a row and we're still no, going and everything. And we met lots of lovely people because we had two audiences in over two shows. Yes, uh, and they gave so us some fabulous fun. stories that we're going to be using over the next few weeks as well or maybe into the next series because, that yeah, some great silly stories that came out. Um, and the other thing that the audiences did was that they promised individually that they would tell one other person each about our podcast so uh it would be amazing if you could do that too just one person think of somebody else who you think would like it and let them know and if you've already done that brilliant and hopefully you're a new person and you're going to do the same thing let's make a chain of early doors listeners around the world so you say, oh, what coffee would you like before we have our walk? Oh, talking of coffee, I was listening to a really good podcast the other day. That's yeah, or, you know, could I have half a pound of haddock, please? Oh, talking of haddock, I was listening to a really good podcast the other day. <laughs> That's definitely it. That's definitely it. Oh, thank you so much for my vaccine. By the way, I was listening to a really good podcast the other day. Could you please pick up your dog poo? By the way, I was listening to a really good podcast. <laughs> yes! I shall be taking this to my MP, who, by the way, listens to a really good podcast. <laughs> yeah, all of those are perfectly natural ways to squeeze it into the conversation. So please, can you do that? Talking and then when you squeeze MP, it into the conversation, you go home and you WhatsApp them a link. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even if it's your fishmonger, especially if it's your fishmonger. So talking of fishmongers fishmonger. and MPs. Also Bristol. I couldn't afford a fishmonger in London. Nobody's mugging fish round there, London, are they? <laughs> um, talking of Haddock and MPs, uh, this week's episode became weirdly topical. When Matt Haddock was mentioned. <laughs> Matt Haddock <laughs> was mentioned. And I'm not saying any more about that because it took me a long time to get my face out of that expression when I first heard yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> that is not a joyful gag. Uh, but we recorded this episode on the 28th of April, so so we didn't manage to, to make any of those kind of topical re- references. But we're releasing it this week because Heidi Regan, about whom this episode features, about whom, um, mm-hmm. yeah, she is releasing shush now um her show <laughs> i actually wasn't talking for once <laughs> talking to myself her new show is called no worries it starts on wednesday the 30th of june 11 p.m on radio 4 and it's supposed to be absolutely cracking of course it will yeah. be it's heidi regan um so listen to that dear listener after you've listened to early doors with heidi regan Get off my land. But first, <laughs> hello, I'm Pauline Eyre. And I'm Louise Lee. And this is Airly Doors. We are opening doors to other dimensions. Man, that was slick. Here's how it works. We feed information about our guest into our space-time generator, the Dimension Matrix, or Dominatrix for short, and she creates a whole bunch of portals or doors into other dimensions. And then we let our guest peer through the doors into alternative realities. Will they be living out their wildest dreams, trapped in their childhood nightmares? 
or some weird bastard mixture of the two. But Louise, who is our lucky guest today? Well, we might describe her as the Amulet Award-winning comedian, writer, podcaster and poet, but she describes herself as a teller of silly, surreal stories and a performer of upsettingly graphic burlesque. It's Heidi Rieger! Paulina, you will you remembering my my quoting my jokes? That's Possibly very quoting yes. your jokes back. It is a delight when Heidi stands on stage and says, "I normally do upsettingly graphic burlesque." <laughs> it's a so fabulous perfect. line. It has, it has only backfired about four times when a has it? A, a gross seeming person in the audience will go, "Oh yeah," you're like, "Oh, oh no, oh. <laughs> that joke's not fun I'm anymore." Exactly. Right. Sounds like we're going to see your intestines, dear. And, you know, <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, that would also be sexy, <laughs> <laughs> right? Everyone loves a duodenum. That's what I've always said. So I'm glad yeah. finally I'm on a podcast that agrees. That's Excellent. Nice. You, sh- you should never put too many colons into your writing. No. <laughs> lovely. Thanks. Lovely, Thank lovely, lovely. Thank you. <laughs> I seem to be starting every episode at the moment with a terrible pun or joke. <laughs> I think it's hard for puns to come naturally. So if that's coming naturally too, then you should. That's yeah, it's not, it's not hard at everybody, sadly. It's some of us, it's <laughs> upsettingly graphically easy. <laughs> or a curse. So, Heidi, everything that comes out of the dominatrix, or at least loads of the things that come out of the dominatrix are made from the ingredients of your own life. Nice. But, okay, so before we set her off, we've got one more thing that we need to put in. So tell us about someone from your childhood that maybe you, you'd like to take revenge on or somebody awful from your childhood. Um, the uh, I don't have any... <laughs> there's no revenge revenge ones. There is a one... There's a teacher I had that... Um, she told me when I did my first ever public speaking that I had a awful, dull, monotone voice, and she was she would say things like that to everyone. She thought she was a very good public speaker and would say very. She would pick on kids who had stutters and things like oh that. God. And oh so God. she gave me she did give me a complex about speaking in public for, from that age on. And then when I and I came to stand up quite late because I was. I didn't think I could do public speaking. I didn't want to. Uh, so then when I did do it, um, and I did have quite a money. I mean, she was on the money. I agreed with her. That's why I was hurtful. Um, but I, my mum, about a year ago, they do a dancing class, my mum and my dad, and this teacher was at the dancing class. And mum said, oh, I've waited all this time to go tell her that you now do stand-up comedy. And I, she was like, oh, I've waited so long. And I went and told her. And I went, mum, did she even remember who I was? And mum went, I don't think she did. Oh, <laughs> yeah, revenge, not not a dish served cold because she forgot me within a year. So <laughs> the revenge was um, yeah. Right. Right, we shall we shall put her in. We'll, yeah, we'll, yeah. Presumably, we're anonymizing her, so we'll just make her that bloody teacher or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If she comes out, so we'll put her into the machine, and the machine will do her thing. Let's start the machine off. Isn't that a salad spinner? No. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I was enjoying that video and then it cut out and I was playing with my lip in the video. I was like, oh, I'm glad you don't broadcast the entire video. <laughs> we don't We don't broadcast the video at all. It's only the audio, but we will just use that clip for promo. of, of If you want yeah, to see yeah. Heidi Regan playing with her lip, that's Yeah, yeah, that's yes, the please. Do. There's plenty yeah. of me plucking hairs out my chin with my bare hands, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> So just before we start the game and we look through the first door, just to explain the game to you, the good news is we're actually going to use the power of the dominatrix to allow you to walk through one of the doors and live the life you see on the other side. That's wonderful. I'm very excited for my new life. Yeah, the bad news is you have to make the decision before you know what all the options are. So if you see something you like, it's choose it or lose it, Okay. I am phenomenally good at making decisions and not umming and ahhing about them for years on end. So I'm going to be great. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Have some confidence, right? Let's get on with the game. (laughs) Door number one. So, Heidi, you're on a blind date and you're having a horrible time. There's Guinness involved. Is this ringing any bells? It is. It is to take me back to the trauma. That's nice. Good. That's <laughs> what we we'd like start to positive. <laughs> <laughs> this but, is like therapy. It's fine. You're in a safe space. We won't oh, tell yeah, anyone yeah. what happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, you. In terms of blind dates, I like all my dates. No, most of my dates in the last ten years were internet dates. So I consider that blind dates. And I've also yeah, yeah. had. I think two two or three set up through friends and I think nearly every single date, maybe one was nice and the rest were terrible until I met my current fiance. So really saved up all my luck for her. <laughs> um, but the one, and a lot of them I have blocked out because of the trauma, but this one I remember just, it wasn't a terrible date because she was a, uh, of a very she was a fine person but we had nothing in common and we were just sitting there like the most boring conversation ever but she kept talking a long time and had got a guinness and I knew that I had to buy she bought me the drink so I was like even though this is taking a long time I have to buy one back and she wanted a guinness for the second one so they are slow drinks and if yes. you're like hoping that the date ends so I was watching just the line of the Guinness not move at all. So then eventually I started just going to the toilet in the hope that she would stop talking and drink while I was in the toilet. And then, <laughs> Good one. Uh, yeah. And then it, I thought it was really smart. And then I came out and she was always just on her phone, not drinking. And it took hours. I mean, it doesn't sound awful. It was just a date where someone was, we had, we were bad company for each other, but I just remember just no, sitting yeah. there staring. And you know, when you're staring at and it's making you think about, I'm so alone. I haven't met anyone. <laughs> just staring at this drink yeah, and those wasting time. Why are we both here? Why can't you just get under? Are you enjoying this? Is this your yeah. idea? Why? <laughs> and I know. I wonder if when I said, "Do you want a drink?" Was she maybe thinking, "No, I don't," but I have to say yes politely because I got. She was probably yeah. just seeing it going what then. So. It was one yeah, of but if, many if, dates I had where I was pretty sure neither of us was having a good time. But if she had any sense, she'd have gone, "Yeah, I'll have a, I'll have a single shot of something." Yeah, <laughs> let's yeah, do, yeah. let's do shots, right? Bye. Yeah, and then that would have hurt my ego, and I would have been like, "No, you're getting a bloody Guinness, actually. You enjoy my company." Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Right. So in this reality, it's not a date. 
date because obviously you wouldn't choose one of those because you're a deeply loved up person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, no. It says here you're a loved up engagedy person, which I am an engagedy person. Thank you. <laughs> Um, it's a night out. It's a one-on-one night out. There's there's Guinness. It's the pub. I mean, it sounds a bit, you know. You want out, literally. though. You want out because the person is, I think we still oh, want out because the person is taking out. bloody ages yeah. over the Guinness. I think so. Yeah. It's still, it's, yeah, it's still deliciously mundane. <laughs> so let's okay. see. Depending, yeah. of course, who it is. Maybe it's going to be yeah. somebody that it's, yeah. That's, yeah, that's but yeah, out. they're being deeply dull. Uh, it's this button. Let's see who it is. <clears throat> oh, it's just got so much better. Uh, it's uh, it's your missus's ultimate boss, Mr. Hat Mancock. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and you are stuck with him drinking Guinness. Yeah, oh, he's quite the one for the long when I smash it and glass him. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, you know you only have to meet him in the pub for half an hour. You've probably got a million million pound PPE contract by the end of the evening. That's even true. if it went badly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or maybe what happens to people him, who drink? I could get him very drunk and then record him secretly admitting to all the PPE contracts and then I'd be a national hero. Or get him him drunk enough to start funding things properly. Yeah, yeah. You never know what you do when you're wasted. (laughs) (laughs) Or get enough to blackmail him. Who knows? Whatever it takes. So, would you like to choose the door? That's my, um, imagine if I want to do that one one. straight away. Yes, I would love to send... Yeah, do remember there are seven more, so don't shoot your load too early. It's pretty tempting uh, to live is this like, so these realities, is this like, this is the rest of your life or is it just, this is it's, a thing? It's the point in your life, I think, from which, you know, so like if you, if you'd pulled out of a hat, someone you absolutely adored and would, wanted to spend the rest of your life with, it's not in the car. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. You could, you could go, I think I will, perpe- I'll make, let's make this a perpetual dimension. Oh yeah! No, this is worth it because over time. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. This is worth it because this is someone who could who could mean that rest of my life is wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm gonna um, so... I'm gonna not go for that with Matt Hancock. Yeah, I think I that was a lovely. Jeez, she kid. wasn't wrong about the decision making, was she? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like that. Okay, not all as tough as that one though. Let's chuck him close it. Okay. Excellent. I wonder if they'll all be a straightforward. Let's go for the next one. Door number two. So in this dimension, you're swimming in the ocean with your sister when you're both attacked by a great white shark. Your sister is killed, but you escape. Only a sexy marine doctor can capture the shark and bring you the revenge you seek for the loss of your sister. Hang on. This sounds familiar. Is this familiar? Did this happen to you, Heidi? <laughs> it's Australian. It very much might have done. This is why I won't go. Well, actually, um, when my uh, fiancé came with me to Australia two years ago, she was scared of sharks the whole trip. And I mm. kept saying for three weeks, 
I've lived here, I was here for years and I never had a shark come near me, like, don't be silly. And then on the very last day there, she did a surfing lesson with my friend and they were taken to a apparently shark-riddled beach that <gasps> just, just near my parents' house. But uh, there was a shark in the water right near where they were surfing and the instructor was like, oh, it's a dolphin. And then after a while, my girlfriend and friend were like, no, it's moving very differently to the other dolphin fins and there's a different fin and blah, blah. And then the instructor was like, yeah, it was a shark. But she still went back in just up to her knees because she was like, I paid for the lesson. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so but, this scenario, this is, is this familiar? Does this happen to your friends? Uh, it, sounds, it sounds like a bad shark film, which I think you may have chosen due to my well-known love of bad shark films and that I did a whole show about bad shark films because uh, they are wonderful. So, yeah. um, But do I love them enough to want to live one and have my fictional sister murdered by a shark? Well, I mean, it's tempting. I mean, it's so far it's not very tempting, but... but... We're going to find out who the sexy marine doctor is. Oh, and if the sexy marine doctor yeah, is, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah this yeah, yeah, might okay, become okay. something. Okay, okay, okay. Let's yeah. find out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like this. The sexy marine doctor is Greta Thunberg. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, I love well, that she gets that in her future. That's, that's very on brand of her to, you know, be yeah. helping out with a marine issue. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't think I want to have the trauma of the shark or the sister death just to meet Greta or call the 18 year old Greta sexy. <laughs> there's just there's just a lot of factors to this scenario that aren't really I'm hoping that I can hold out for a better one. So, yeah. Can I ask, yeah. Do, you have a fair a real, do you have a real sister? I don't. She was killed okay. by a shark. <laughs> so very traumatic that you brought that up. So. Okay, so yeah, yeah. I love that I you. I love that you think. Really gone for I me. know. <laughs> I love that Louise thinks that that I would put that in if I knew that you had. I know that you don't have a sister. I yeah, wouldn't yeah. have scripted that. In this right. scenario, we're going to an axe murderer comes for your entire family. Well, the police officer. <laughs> <laughs> are we closing so get on with their sisters you know i would have i've always longed for a sister always longed but you know <laughs> i particularly say that when i'm with people whose children are sisters and are bickering yeah that's my favorite to look at a group yeah. of sisters poking each other in the eye and go i've always longed for a sister <laughs> <laughs> we're closing so, the door closing the door Okay, so two down, six to go. Very, very quickly, and I think rightly so. Door number three. Okay, so Heidi, this one, I have to say, I feel a kinship with you about this if it's based on your real life. <laughs> You're in a pub and you've done the most shocking fart. Honestly, Heidi, I had to run away from my own self in Tesco last night several times. Anyway, <laughs> surely, surely you're not a windy-bottomed person. I'm not usually, but 
on this occasion, like 10 years ago, these my two very good friends took me out wingmanning me to try to meet a lady so it wasn't yet another sad blind date and we went into this bar a lesbian specific bar and we're standing there chatting and then this thing just came out something I'd eaten something and the worst (laughs) smell I have ever created or smelt came out of me as as a couple of women walked past and my two friends went oh my god can you smell that and it was so bad and they were so appalled that I just went oh yeah and then they talked it was so bad it hung around for ages and one of my friends he talked about it for years about how bad this smell was and so I was like I can't tell them now like I'm into <laughs> and then I decided that I would keep the reveal of it for when my other friend ever had a really sad moment in her life so that I could cheer her up and surprise her by going, remember that fart, I did it. And I am, um, <laughs> you know, what's that parable about the guy that, the farmer that has the treasure and it's buried and he keeps putting off using it because he's like, not yet, not yet. And eventually there's actually no treasure there, but he never needed it. So I put off telling her this story going like this. She's not sad enough yet. Like one day she's going to be really sad. <laughs> and then a year ago, a very sad, she was very sad. And I said, I can't actually remember now. Did I tell you about that fart and that it was me? And she had already forgotten what the fart was. And I oh, had the story oh, therapy. No. And it was so sad. All I did was basically go, you don't remember, but I did an awful fart once and I never took the blame. Have you cheered up now? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, oh what a dear friend. Waste of a memorable fart as well. I know. Well, at least now I got to tell it on a podcast for the first yeah. time. <laughs> and You're I welcome. didn't meet anyone that night, weirdly. Something was making the ladies stay away from us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Right. Yeah. Well. So I can't wait for this scenario. <laughs> You're back there. You're back, back there. Uh, we're going to repeat this whole stomach churning air polluting experience your friends are being just as 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 um kind sort of shield you know kind of in this scenario they know they know that it was you oh okay yeah they know it was you and uh you're on a blind date and your friends are shielding you know you from this kind of protecting you and going oh what's that terrible smell Oh, they would do that. Yeah, yeah. It must yeah. have been the woman who just walked past. Yeah, yeah. It definitely oh, wasn't Heidi. Yeah. Your blind date. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. So, but the person you're on a date with is. <laughs> oh, it's your namesake, Heidi. <laughs> Welcome by Joanna Spires. <laughs> What is it with you and the sexy teenagers? I'm on a blind date with the six-year-old Swiss girl. Well, presumably this this is your this is your um, scenario. So maybe she grew up. I I think there is. um, We'll take the element of paedophilia out. Called Heidi grows up. There you go. Yeah, there was a book. Yeah, there was a book. She's she's on this blind date and she's she's on this blind date and she's wearing every stitch of clothes she's she's got because she couldn't afford to bring a bag. Oh, that's my memory of Heidi. Yeah, yeah, that's sweet. Um, well, my memory of her from the books is that I don't think she's got much chat. It's all about <laughs> goats and cheese 
Um, mm-hmm. And so, the fucking trees. And the bloody trees. Wanging on about the wind in the trees. The wind in the trees <laughs> and the beautiful Alps view. Um, mm-hmm. I was named after her because my mum loved that story. I I think it's a lovely story. I don't, I'm holding out for a better scenario than standing in my own fart <laughs> talking to a grown-up book character Come on, while my friends look at me with <laughs> Something tell, I, I know that, you know, we've had a tough year, but I'm going to dream bigger than that. I think there's more out there for me. <laughs> Could you also though, be impressed that I remember your set from six years ago because it was my first ever gig? Oh my god! You were doing, you were doing a bit about Heidi and being named after Heidi in the book. That is so impressive because I also only did that bit like two or three times because I couldn't get it to work. So you've remembered. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you did it on June the fifteenth, two thousand and fifteen. Oh, that's like that would have been um almost one of my very first gigs. Probably it was like my gig first. number three or four. That's crazy. <laughs> well I'm, I'm so glad look to at you now. It that way now. <laughs> I'll think of it as me doing a big fart on stage now. <laughs> that's kind of how the joke went as well. It was, it was like a big old fart on stage. <laughs> and, then you, and your friends were like, Oh, <laughs> Oh well, the friend that um the friend that was with me in that uh lesbian bar, she was at my first two gigs, so she so she was would probably have been the there for that yeah. joke. Oh, that's beautiful! <laughs> and it's her birthday today. This is, is it her birthday today? Oh, oh she must. Friends. When this goes out, she must listen and subscribe yeah. and give us five stars. Just yeah. she must. We'd yeah. love her yeah. to. Oh, vegan. Yeah, she would love that. <laughs> So, oh, Heidi, is I it a no? Sad. Oh, it's it's going to be a no. I'm very sorry to Heidi. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shame because we could have said Heidi, Heidi, hi, hi. Um, probably for the best we don't. Did you get? Well, can I just ask? Sorry, I know we've shut the door, but did you get the series, the like check oh. Heidi series where they never had, where they had badly dubbed Heidi? Oh no, I thought you were doing a Heidi High joke. Oh yeah, Heidi. Yeah, she was yeah, trying to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was you. trying to, but she was just failing. Don't let's just talk failed. about it. Yeah, so failed. Failed. yeah. Some um, people can do a pun. Some people, you know, yeah, it's just not as. <laughs> Should we try another door? Door number four. So, Heidi Regan, you're working as a receptionist for a TV company in Soho. Every day, you run into the same super cute person that you know because they're your friend's partner and it's become such a thing that you keep at lunchtime or before work just running into the it's become such a thing that your friend has started calling you homewrecker just bring any bells i did enjoy writing this i was sitting here going Oh, I'm so impressed that Pauline remembers that I was a receptionist in <laughs> No, I also um, remember that my husband worked around the corner. Yeah. And yeah. I ran into him several times. And if you um, ask him who his favourite comedian is, it's never me. And <laughs> apparently he says me occasionally and then Pauline accuses me of being a homewrecker on social media. <laughs> I have, have to take fun. a lot of questions from the press. <laughs> <laughs> a 
lot of press questions from the press when when I think you were still an open micer, but there you go. But yes, it was. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, the press are interested in open micers. I'm very scared about what this um, scenario is going to be and what so kind of home wrecker I'm going it, to be. It's nice and simple. It's nice and simple. The super cute person that you keep running into is. Yes. Oh, Sandy Toxvig. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's um, cool. <laughs> this is a realistic scenario. She might be hanging around in Soho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what number are we up to? This is number four. That's four. That's Ooh. halfway. I would love to meet her and have a chat. Yeah. But... Um, and great hugs. Great hugs. I'd, I'd really love to meet her, but I don't know. I think I'm an optimist. This is just going like my actual life does. I always just hold out for something. <laughs> something <laughs> no, I'm sure there's nothing better than Sandy Toxvig, but um, you know, we we can do better, guys. <laughs> right, so you're not you're not interested in going back to that job as a TV receptionist just so you can meet Sandy Toxvig. Um, no. I mean, she might do it um, if it was my husband, but but clearly. Yeah, that might be the difference. Um, I'm going to say no, because I just keep thinking there's going to be one, a scenario that's like got like five different things I want in it. And so far, returning to my receptionist job to have coffee with a celebrity that um, I you might meet. You might I don't know, really. At work. That's the thing. Yeah. Such as that you're in that, you know, place in your trajectory as it You'd is. You'd be fab where... on QI. You would be fab. <sighs> oh, well, let's send her a clip of me, of you saying I'd be fab on it. Not the clip where I turned down the scenario. Of <laughs> 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 I would love to hang out with her. I just really want to, um, I want to win this game. And I think there's a better one coming for me personally. Oh. I do like it when okay. someone's invested in the game. Excellent. Okay, the door. great. Okay, wow. So you have just passed halfway. the halfway mark. Four more scenarios left. Fingers mm -hmm. crossed. That one's for mm -hmm. you, mate. Door number five. Okay, you're a child again. The other girls in the playground invite you to do a skipping game with them. <laughs> oh, oh, this is not going to be a good scenario by the sounds of it. Oh, God. Where's Sandy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it when they've got regret. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with skipping? Um... It's a it's a horrible game forced on little girls who don't know how to do it because they're little tomboys and then um they Aww. feel shame. Basically, I uh when I was little, I only played with the boys until I was eleven, and I suddenly decided that I had to go make friends with girls as well. And so I started literally just went and started playing with the girls in the playground, and it was going okay. And then. They all got into skipping with the big rope, and because mm -hmm. I had never hung out with the girls before, I didn't know. No, wait, I think it was almost at the start of high school. I think I started hanging out with girls, and then in high school at age 12, there was a skipping craze went around for a mm -hmm. very short period, but it was like right when puberty, and I was like oh, feeling yeah. very much not one of the girls, and then um, uh, I went home, bawled my eyes out to my mum, 
Uh, and it's a very sweet memory because uh, then my mum and my brother got a big rope. I don't know how, but got some big rope in the backyard and they tried to teach me to skip. I, oh. I was, couldn't do it, so I failed. But it was very nice that they tried. Sorry. It was getting yeah. in, wasn't it? Yeah, I can yeah. hear the slap of the ropes. And it was yeah, just awful. It, it, it doesn't look hard. It was just timing right to get in. And once yeah. you're in, you were all right, but... Yeah, I don't. I don't think I mastered it, but it was very sweet that they tried, and I don't think I suffered any social issues because I think they all got over the skipping craze quite quickly. But at the time, feels yeah, like a big thing. Did you ever have yeah. French skipping? Did you ever have French skipping with the elastic around your ankles? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, they did. I uh, didn't go near that. Yeah, in out on out twist block. ping. Yeah. Oh my god. England, Scotland, Ireland, Wales, inside outside, inside on. You know, just jump oh, in. oh, and, uh, yeah. I, re- I remember someone doing it with the elastics around her neck. Yeah, people around their necks and people jumping on it. We didn't tell her I could still do it. We didn't call it French skipping. We called it elastics. I think elastics. We called it. Yeah, oh, we you didn't have France because you you didn't have France because you were in in, yeah. in Australia, so no, they don't have France. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we didn't know what it was. <laughs> We did when I, I, I when I was like in final year of primary school, um, Malcolm McLaren brought out double dutch, so yeah. that became the thing, and that was I was just oh like, please stop! I have yeah. size my feet, you know, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was little Miss Sporty bitch. I loved all that. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing here with the weirdos before? <laughs> anyway, uh, so in this dimension, you've got a savior in the playground. Someone really kindly comes to help you to learn how to do the skipping and tells you exactly when to run in and do the job. Okay, okay. Okay, so let's see who it is. School with the distinguished British actor Hugh Grant. I knew it was Hugh Grant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've been oh. waiting. That's the one I've been holding out for. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is a dream scenario because it means I get to hang out. I adore him, and I moved to England thinking that he was representative of what most English people were like. Oh. Uh-oh. And I like, I pretty much fancied him as well. And I just think he's so funny and so charming and so cool. And he attacks the Tories on Twitter all the time. And yeah. I just want to meet him. And now I can hang out with him as a child. So it won't be like I'm cheating mentally on my fiance because we're just, yeah. he's helping me learn to skip. There's no funny business. And, um, <laughs> oh, that's, that's a dream scenario. I'm going to hang out with Hugh Grant. Is he, how old is he in the scenario? How old do you want him to be? Um, I'd like him to be like two years what? older than me. So I'm like, I look up to him, but it's not creepy that he's hanging oh, like, out. So he's him. like a, a sort of 14 year old or something. Yeah, sexy <laughs> with floppy hair. Oh, when you're yeah. when you're twelve, your your sexy fourteen year old oh, yeah. has to have floppy hair, and he would have had the floppy hair. Yeah, so, like... and it means we're friends before he's famous, so he yes. won't feel you know celebrity damaged, <laughs> whatever. <that is. laughs> and oh, we'll be friends for life. Yes, oh, exactly. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, and he's sort of just a pre-Morris, really. When Pre- oh, you know, have you seen Morris? Oh, that's oh, a oh, yes, film. The film. 
Yeah, I mean, he's oh, he's is that the film? He he's gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll, t- I'll give him advice on what film roles to take and all that. It's gonna be yeah, great. exactly, exactly. Okay, so you're gonna walk through that door. You're gonna hang you out know, of course. Head. If if Heidi's telling him what roles to take, he will have had quite a different career in uh, well, in you know, B he's... movies with sharks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he started at the um in the sketch group at the Edinburgh Fringe, so I could go to the Edinburgh Fringe with him. Oh, what oh, a great life amazing. we're gonna have as friends. Amazing. As friends, yeah. Oh, yeah. Excellent. So you take okay. it? <clears throat> yeah, no regrets. <laughs> door number five is your door. She's accepted yeah. it. How exciting! Congratulations. Thank on you. On your new I BFF. Didn't, I didn't think we'd beat uh, standing in a fart-riddled bar with Greta Thunberg, <laughs> but we did. <laughs> but maybe there was better still to come. Yeah, mm. yeah. Maybe so there was. Shall we find out? Yeah, yeah. door number six so in this door through this door is an escape room it's a brilliant experience you and your team have worked out all the clues and you're sure you must be the winner and you leave through the final door and they're already in first position because their team has beaten you by just a few seconds is Chris Hemsworth. Okay, yeah, that's um. Okay, oh, this is disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> Look, oh, how you feeling? It's tough. I do like Chris Hemsworth quite a bit, but I do think Hugh Grant is um like he's been in my life longer since I was skipping, and uh. Um, <laughs> I think Chris Hemsworth is also funny. That's why I like him. But yeah. no one is as funny as Hugh Grant. So, but the the escape room isn't a temptation. Do you like an escape room? I used to hate them, and now I have done one that I enjoyed, and I made one for my girlfriend, and I enjoyed doing that. But uh, you know, the Hugh Grant one, I'm getting over a childhood trauma, and escape rooms I find traumatic half the time because if you're with the wrong people, they're just shouting at you. So yeah. Uh, you know, but it's it would have been a fun scenario. Definitely would have been tough to choose between the two. But now that I've made my choice, no regrets. Um, yeah. And <laughs> I, I wish Chris Hemsworth all the best in his life. Oh, I love yeah. you. That's so That's generous. Cute. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but me and you are very happy, so we don't need to. Shut that door. So then that and... one didn't happen. No, and, and it would be very difficult to get out of anyway. I got the joke. That was a clever joke. Well I'm done. Sorry, I... It was not so much a joke. I mean, joke would be <laughs> dignity of what you deserve. We'll, ex- we'll explain the lack of joke in the show notes. <laughs> do, you, do you regret, do you wish you had chosen an earlier joke, but now you're stuck with the one oh, that you went exactly. through the dialogue? Oh, yeah. very good. Yeah. Very exactly. Good. Okay, penultimate door. <laughs> Door number seven. Okay. Oh, you're at a teenage disco. Nice. Uh huh. All of our favorite. A lot of hanging out with teenagers in this. <laughs> 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 That's weird. Um, is that a thing? I mean, did you do a lot of that as a teenager, or was it like a? Oh, 
So he meant, is hanging out with teenagers a thing? You're making these scenarios. <laughs> um, we did have teenage discos, and I think they were almost as traumatic as the skipping to me because I cannot mm. dance, and that was where I discovered how badly my, I could dance. So they yeah. were sometimes they were fun, but mostly very traumatic. They're yeah. sort of sports to music in a lot of ways, isn't it, dancing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And especially when you're teenagers, there's a lot of, like, there's a way to dance, and if you can't do it, oh, like, yeah. you can't just move. You can't let the music – I'm waving my arms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't just let the body do what it wants to do. You have to – Yeah, to I think I remember we had um, – the only time you could relax was that every school disco played the Nutbush. I don't know if – I think the Nutbush is not as big here. No. Or was it Nutbush no. City Limits? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. But it has yeah. a Proud Mary. dance. Oh, that's not Proud Mary. Nutbush City Limits yeah, is Nutbush City Limits. Yeah, 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 Proud yeah, Mary yeah. is something yeah, yeah. else. I was just thinking of the dance for Proud Mary. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> Ignore me. That com- yeah. I don't, we, had, we all did the dance to it, which was very, it was like the Macarena yeah. kind of. But, yeah. yeah. But we did it at every school disco. So uh, when you knew those moves, then it was less stressful. Yeah. Actually, something's happened. Something's happened to us this year that um, I've, for the first time, been invited to my friend's daughter's wedding. That's a big, <gasps> significant moment, isn't it? That's yeah. I am definitely stepping into that world where I'm now friend of the bride's mother and being invited. And yeah. you just said that, Louise, about you know going to the disco and you can't just throw your arms around. It's like you can when you're the friend of the bride's mother. Yeah. <laughs> now I can be a twat and it will be yeah. <laughs> totally punity. I'll just wreck her day. Excellent. Yeah, people like that. They want that someone doing that, st- getting the oh. dance floor started at the wedding. Yeah. yeah. Roll on November. No. Yeah. <laughs> Roll yeah. on November with no pandemic and I'm mm. getting on that floor. Anyway, right. so you're in the disco. <laughs> so uh, they they put on... We Belong Together by Mariah Carey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. Is that like a, a slowy? Is that a slowy? Yeah. As we used to say. Yeah, it's a it's romantic a one. And someone asks you to dance. It. Oh, shit the bed. It's Tony Abbott, the former Australian. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh, oh, and you could have had this, but it's too late. Hancock. Yeah, wow. I was I was feeling confident because I was like, they've already done Hugh Grant and Chris Hemsworth. I don't th- I think they have any um, fun surprises. But you went really far the oh. other way. He is a <laughs> horrific man. Um, I am very glad to not relive the trauma of a school disco along with learning the trauma of being near Tony Abbott. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Oh, yeah, let's yeah. just before I throw up. <clears throat> yeah, that's fine. So let's find out the final, the final door that you could have won, but you turned. Well, I suppose we should. We I should. Think we should. I think we should. We can at this moment. We do have the power, Heidi, to to give you the opportunity of the gamble. And um, gambling, so you could really well for last time didn't it? You held up yes. and it worked really well for you. Yeah, so it could be that door number eight has some gorgeous surprises in it. I'm just really happy with hanging out with Hugh Grant. I was talking about him the other day. I just think it would be such a dream for me. 
and learning to skip, <laughs> getting over right. that. But that is a I, big I can't. I can't think of another scenario that you've come up with, and I'll feel very bad if you say it's your fiance. She's gonna be really <laughs> upset. <laughs> Sorry, but, um, babe, I gave you up for Hugh Grant. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm not giving her up. I'm just uh, putting him into my childhood uh, origin story. So yeah, she should be sure. less jealous. And um, I know what's her fucking problem. You know, yeah. jeez. <laughs> Her fictional <laughs> reaction to this is upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> but then she's getting to, you know, she's going to get married to Hugh Grant's best mate. Like, Hugh Grant's yeah. going to be the best man at her wedding. Thank right? you. I'm wow. very excited to give her that news when I go upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I risked not hanging out with you for the chance to be. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and when we get married, it can be one wedding and no funeral. No, no, yeah. no, there's no joke there. Yeah, no, no, I'm trying. I'm very trying. Let's try the last door. Okay. Door number eight. So, Heidi, you turned this down, and this is an all go. <laughs> <laughs> The entire cabinet. You've been given an all-expenses-paid pass for two people for a film festival that's going to be showing back-to-back B-movies. That's a good... That's a good scenario. And that's what that face says for the listener. It says, I miss the cinema, and it is fun laughing at bad B-movies. But it is all about the company. Because a B movie on your own is not a fun thing, and no. a B movie with someone who doesn't appreciate what's funny about it is also not fun. So I'm still, still not sure about this. Well, let's find out who it would have been with. It's fine. It's the shitty teacher who gave you the complex. You <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't want to spend that time imagine with her. Imagine if I'd given up Hugh Grant to go watch <laughs> a movie marathon with someone who doesn't remember traumatising me. <laughs> you could have sat quietly in the dark with her going, I think this film's really good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can't tell, but I'm having a wonderful time. <laughs> you ruined it, my childhood. <laughs> it would have been good revenge, though. She has to sit through B-movies, which I bet aren't her thing. I, I bet they aren't. I have a feeling I would have been more traumatised having to sit next to her. So, again, I think, yeah, it would not have upset I mean, her enough. you could have engendered a wonderful fart... It would have been, <laughs> if I could have, yeah, if we could combine that one, and um, yeah. yeah, maybe yeah. Tony Abbott and her. I the dream would be I send her to watch a movie marathon sitting next to Tony Abbott, and I go and fart on their heads. <laughs> yes, Tony <laughs> Abbott one side, Matt Hancock the other, and she my gets what she deserves. bum cheeks in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think you've done very well. Oh, I think I'm I think we're happy, pleased. yeah. Very fantastic. So your 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 door, your dimension is is Hugh Grant is is the most wonderful skipping experience that will change the course of your life. So we we are going to send you skipping through that door. Oh God, nice. she's good. But before we do, where can our uh, listener Louise's bestest new friend Pat Bramble, uh, who has just given us our first review, find out more about you? 
Oh, um, Pat can find out about me. Probably the best is to just look at my Twitter where I put silly videos and such now. And if gigs come back, then I am on there. So it's Heidi underscore Regan. Heidi spelt like the one of the mountains <laughs> who grew up into a fine young woman. <laughs> <laughs> and Regan spelt as in Brian uh, Regan. Yes, that was in which is my dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were talking about Brian Regan, the comedian, who is. Oh, also... I didn't know there was a comedian called yeah, Brian. Yeah, I only knew your the... dad was cool. Yeah. <laughs> I tell dad that um, he's more famous than the famous. He Brian is Regan. to me. Yeah. Did, did, was it the other Brian Regan who came to see my show? I don't think so. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, was it? Jeez. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I should have told you. <laughs> uh, yeah, Regan R E G A N. Fantastic. Have a lovely yeah. life with, with your you. fabulous fiance, your gorgeous best friend, and and the most wonderful and guest your, at your at your wedding with his skipping rope in hand. Amazing skipping skills. Oh, oh man. Wow. Well, that's gonna be our first dance at the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Bye-bye, Heidi. Thank you so much. Well, that's that then, eh? Um Brilliant. If yeah, really fun. And uh, if you have enjoyed that, do follow us on the socials at E-Y-R-E-L-E-I-G-H on Twitter, Early Doors on Instagram, and we are on Facebook as well. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please hit subscribe. And if you want to email us any scenarios to put our guests in, you can do that at earlydoors at gmail.com. We can take those embarrassing incidents and adventures that you've had in your life and turn them into alternative realities for our guests. Right, I'm off to meet my children when they were little and thought I was right about everything. That's through this door here, or indeed <laughs> And I'm off through this door to help David Bowie give up smoking in 1972. This podcast is brought to you by us. We did all the work. The voiceovers were by John Darvel. Well done here, eh? <laughs>